This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening in. And thanks for sharing this uh, around on the interwebs with all your friends and families and um, folks that you think could, could use a little powerful punch of political punditry. Well, the letter sent out by Attorney General Loretta Lynch. This is the, the transgender letter that every school district in the country received saying, we have to allow kids to use whatever bathroom or locker room or dorm room they feel like using that day. Regardless of what their actual sex is, it's, it's all about how they feel, what their sex probably should be, and there's no real set criteria for determining what is and what is not transgender. It's pretty much up to the person, and it can change from day to day, and that's fine. Yeah, that, that letter. <laughs> it is wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's six wrongs for anyone who is counting. It's wrong on the text of the law. It's wrong on the role of government. It's wrong on sociology. It's wrong on biology. It's wrong on psychology. And it's wrong for one other very devious reason I'll get to at the end. Let's start with the text of the law. Title IX was passed by Congress to prevent discrimination in education based upon sex back in 1972. And that's actually mentioned in the letter from the Department of Justice and the Education Department. It says Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 and its implementing regulations prohibit sex discrimination in educational programs and activities operated by recipients of federal finance assistance. And right at the end of that sentence, there's a little footnote, footnote one. And if you look at the bottom of the letter, footnote one references two different parts of the Title IX law. Really, that sentence isn't controversial and probably didn't need the footnote, but it's nice of them to put it in in case we wanted to check their work. That was nice. The next sentence is controversial. It reads, quote, This prohibition encompasses discrimination based on a student's gender identity, including discrimination based upon a student's transgender status. Close quote. There's no footnote at the end of that sentence. If this was a Wikipedia entry, you'd see a note right there saying citation needed. But there's no footnote because there isn't any way to support that claim. Transgender and gender identity weren't included in Title IX back in 1972. It's not a part of the law. Sex, male and female, was included. Gender identity was not. That's why there's no footnote to support the most controversial statement in the letter to schools across America. The claim can't be supported and documented because this is the first time that claim's ever been made. The Attorney General is attempting to change the law as it is written and passed by Congress simply by writing a new law in a single sentence in a letter to schools. An unelected official in a position that's not even named in the Constitution is trying to take over the constitutional duties of the first named branch of government. Who needs footnotes when you have fiats. Speaking of the Constitution, this is not a power that the federal government was granted 
under the Constitution of the United States of America. The Tenth Amendment states that, quote, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Nowhere in the Constitution is the federal government given the power to set bathroom policy for every school district in America. Go ahead, look. I'll wait. You can pause the podcast. Go look. It's not there. That power was not expressly given to the government. They will get away with claiming that kind of power because they've linked it to federal funds. It's it's blackmail, basically. They aren't outlawing boy and girl potties. They're just saying that if you hold on to such bigoted ideas that boys and girls have different anatomy from each other, then you won't get our money. Money which we took by force from the parents and grandparents of your school children in the first place. They will get away with this type of political blackmail. But we all need to remember this is not what the founders had in mind when they tried to limit the power and scope of the federal government. Thomas Jefferson would have very clearly considered this letter and its demands to be tyranny. We've dealt with the legal and the constitutional flaws. Next up is sociology. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a really important concept to understand when you're trying to figure out the motivations of people across society. Maslow basically stated, we all have needs. You're needy, I'm needy. But some needs are more important than others, and we must first meet the most important needs before we can attempt to fulfill our other needs. That's what he meant by a hierarchy. There's an order. Number one comes first, number two comes second, number three comes third, and so on. So the first step on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is physiological needs. We need food, water, air, clothing, and shelter. We have to have those things for survival. If we don't have food, we aren't going to worry if our socks are the latest fashion trend. Once we meet those physiological needs, then we seek security. This can be physical security or financial security. We want to protect the gains we've made. Up next is love and belonging. Once we've met our basic needs, we seek out other needs. We want to be loved and to find a group of people that accept us. Next is esteem. We want to feel good about ourselves. And at the top rung is self-actualization. That's like nirvana. Not, not the band, but more like the Buddhist idea of becoming the best you can, reaching full potential, becoming fully accepting of who you are and why you are. Okay, so here's how this letter is wrong on a sociological basis. Every person in society has those needs, every one of us. And if we are all equal, as our Declaration of Independence says we are, then my needs can't be more important than your needs. That would make us unequal. This letter is basically saying the esteem needs over a fraction of 1% of the population is more important than the security needs of the vast majority of America. And to be clear, the safety concern isn't that transgendered people will become sexual predators. It's that sexual predators will claim to be transgendered in order to find easier targets for their violent attacks. As Spock would say, the needs of the many 
outweigh the needs of the few. That's especially true when we are talking about the security needs of the many. Step two on Maslow's hierarchy versus step four, the esteem needs of the few. The Obama administration's policy is wrong on science. I know liberals like to claim that the Republicans are anti-science, but when you really look at it, it's the Democrats who don't understand how science works. It's not that they're stupid. It's just that so much of what they know is wrong. From GMO to vaccines to climate change to abortion, their political positions are the exact opposite of what the scientific method demonstrates to be true. Once again, their position on transgender issues is the opposite of fact. Your gender, your sex, is determined by your DNA. There are only two sexes, male and female. You can't change that. Even if you undergo gender reassignment surgery and start taking all those hormones, you still haven't changed your sex because you can't change your DNA. We cannot create functioning ovaries inside a man. I'm not saying that to be mean or to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm saying it because it's true. And to ignore the truth is delusional. To create policy based off of something other than truth is insane. And that brings me to the next reason this letter is wrong, psychology. Let me read to you one sentence from a statement published by the American College of Pediatricians on March 21st of this year. Quote, conditioning children into believing that a lifetime of chemical and surgical impersonation of the opposite sex is normal and healthful is child abuse. Child abuse. This isn't a group of right-wing, hateful bigots from the backwood of Alamissiana. This is the American College of Pediatricians. They said it's child abuse. Here's another statement we all need to hear and understand. Quote, a person's belief that he or she is something they are not is, at best, a sign of confused thinking. When an otherwise healthy biological boy believes he's a girl, or an otherwise healthy biological girl believes she is a boy, an objective psychological problem exists that lies in the mind and not the body. And it should be treated as such. These children suffer from gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria, formerly listed as gender identity disorder, is a recognized mental disorder in the most recent edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. Close quote. Those aren't my words. That's the words of the American College of Pediatricians. When a man looks in the mirror at his male body and thinks that he is actually a female, that is gender dysphoria. The brain is not properly processing reality. It's similar to when a skinny person looks in the mirror and is convinced he or she is obese. That's anorexia, which is another type of body dysphoria. We don't say to the anorexic, hey, fatty, hop up on the table here and let me give you some lipo. We don't indulge the anorexic because anorexia is deadly. People die as a result of that form of body dysphoria every day. Well, guess what? 
people are also dying from gender dysphoria. A recent survey says at least 40% of people who have transitioned from one sex to the other have attempted suicide. Almost 20% have been successful. Liberals claim that's because society is so hateful towards the transgender that we bully them into suicide. Their deaths are a result of our bigotry. But that doesn't match what happens with someone who's suffering from clinical depression. Liberals don't claim that society bullied Robin Williams into committing suicide. He was suffering from depression and it killed him. I don't judge Robin Williams for being depressed, just as I don't judge people who are confused about their gender. But I would never have said to Robin Williams, you're right, life sucks, you should just end it now. For that exact same reason, I can't call Caitlyn Jenner a she. He is male and always will be. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying it because it's true. And to allow someone to lie to themselves about something as fundamental as their sex is cruel. And the statistics say it's deadly. There's one final reason why this letter and this policy is so wrong. And this reason is the worst reason because it's so devious and destructive to America. In the 1990s, a movie came out called Wag the Dog. The plot was that the president was involved in a scandal and needed to distract the country from what he had been doing. So he hired a film director to start a war. Wasn't a real war. All that took place on a soundstage, but the film was given to the press and they bought it. It was all fake, a distraction to keep the American people from paying attention to what was real and what was important. Bill Clinton was accused of doing the same thing when he started bombing Bosnia during his Monica Lewinsky scandal. Kim Jong-un does this all the time in North Korea. Chavez and Maduro have done this in Venezuela, claiming the Americans are about to invade so people don't think about the fact that there isn't any food on the shelves of the supermarkets. Wag the dog. There was not a great transgender bathroom crisis in America. I don't think I've ever been in a restroom with a transgender person in my life. Part of that's because there are actually so few transgendered people, less than one half of 1%. I once went into a women's restroom on accident. I just thought it was the nicest men's restroom I'd ever seen. I, I didn't know it was a women's restroom until I was walking out and the woman walking in started to laugh. This wasn't a crisis in this country until the Obama administration and his liberal friends decided to make it one. And the reason they want this to be an issue is so they can split us apart and so they can claim anyone who opposes them is a bigot and full of hate and should just shut the hell up already and go home. And let the liberals, who are obviously smarter than the rest of us, just run the country for us. They are wagging the dog and you are the dog. Don't let this distract you from the things that are really a problem in this country and that are so much more important than transgender bathroom privileges. The economy is not in good shape and hasn't been in the last nine years. We are losing jobs. Violent crime is rising, especially in large cities. Terrorism is still a threat, and there are millions of people who would like nothing more than the total destruction of the United States of America. And our executive branch is routinely acting outside of the authority it was given under the Constitution of the United States of America. That abuse of power must be stopped. We are the people. We are the dog. We tell the tale what to do. 
not the other way around. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. I can see old glory flying over me. In the first light.